Hello, beautiful human. Thanks for letting us into your ears today. We're about to catch up with our friend, Nessa Barrett. She's a brand new record out. It's called Counting Crimes. We are on our way to an album. Hopefully, she'll be back to discuss that. But for now, we have a lot to catch up on, including life and music and just everything. She had a busy day even before she uh, got to our couch. She'll explain in a few. Just uh, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about it. Share with those you care about. And let us know who we should have on the show next. At Zach Sang Show on any form of social media, reach out. We see everything. Okay, here we go. Hello, beautiful human. My name is Zach. That is Dan. Hello. And we welcome to the studio, Nessa Barrett. Hey. Hi. (laughs) I never know what to say, like, in the beginning. I'm so, like, awkward. I'm like, hey. Yeah, I don't know what to do either. Like, do we clap? Do we, like, what do we do? Woo! There should be, like, confetti. Can't. Wow, <laughs> that's a lot, yeah. but also a mess. But I kind of like, yeah. But I like the idea. It's it's exciting. It's ooh. yeah. It's exciting until like you start seeing like random like little confettis everywhere for like the next year. Exactly. Yeah, they and, never go away. And then my dog is going to come in, eat it. And then it's going to show up in his poop. It's going to be a whole cycle. Yeah. The, yeah. the confetti <laughs> cycle is going to live forever. Confetti poop. That's so. Funny. <laughs> By the way, that would be a really good product. Imagine that you ingest something, and then on the other end, poof! It's actually uh, pretty and, and nice. No. Oh, yeah, like pink glitter. Imagine, mm. like, you can drink something before you and it's, like, pink <laughs> glitter poop. I think it's a good idea. I don't know. I'll do it. I'll I, invent it. I think we need to take this to Shark Tank. <laughs> I, know, I really do think like, so. Like, yesterday. Yeah. Imagine yeah. pitching that. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's a good idea, guys. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> or we could take it to one of your v- your friends have those VC funds over there at the the hype house, you know, or something like that. They inv- mm. they invest in things. Dude, I've I have no idea about investing anything. I'm just like I'm just gonna get money and then spend it because I don't really know how to invest in anything. Do you have a spending problem? Yes. (laughs) By the way, I can smell you from here, and rumor has it you have a six hundred and fifty dollars stench surrounding you. Yeah. Wow. Um, I take a lot of pride in my smell. I don't know what it is. My mom's always been like that when it's like our house. Need like vanilla scented candles. It's like a big thing, but um, I don't know. I have like major OCD with my scent, like my breath and my smell. So, yeah. Have you ever been around or been around recently somebody who smells? Because masks are <laughs> off now. <laughs> no, thank God, thank God. And I, I, even if I did, I'm not going to expose anyone. So <laughs> I don't want to think about it. Okay, you may not expose them publicly, but would you tell them privately in a setting, like just say, hey? Hey. You know, like, that, like, nice, like, gesture of, like, hey, I got, like, extra gum. You want it? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or, like, hug them a lot. That way, like, my perfume rubs off on them. Oh, it's yeah. very caring. Yeah. Very kind. <laughs> By the way, it's really good to see you in person. The last you time too. we saw you was over a screen. And we have a lot of music to discuss, obviously. There's a new single, a new music video. So much going on in your life. So much. Um, and I think I saw you from afar one time when I showed up to some house, some big glass house. You were, you were like somewhere and you know and I was there but yeah. like it wasn't a party or anything it's like the middle of a tuesday there's really there's a lot of dogs running around yeah we don't we don't speak of that house okay god okay i'm sorry, <laughs> sorry. okay god. i'm should. kidding I'm what kidding. happened what i happened? know what house that was i know yeah there was a transformer in the living room <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, we interviewed. Yeah, yeah, we interviewed Jaden, and that transformer was in the background the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Okay. But, but I do think that was the last time I saw you in person, in the flesh, and that was. I don't know summer. if I even knew that you were there. No, you probably not. Pro- yeah. <laughs> I would. I would have said hey, but. Hey. Yeah. Just like that, and that's it. <laughs> no, I would have. I would have talked to you, but I don't know. I was probably crying. Honestly, I spent a lot of days at that house crying. That's not healthy. Yeah, I know. Thank God we don't go there anymore. Does that? <laughs> does the pain that comes from those experiences make its way into the music? Of course. Yeah, all the time. I mean, even in that those moments, like, do you do you tap into uh, the collection of those moments that you carry with you, or when it hits the fan at that house and tears start flowing, do you go to a studio and figure it out, or what's the process like? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I go to the studio as much as I can, and like, but if I can't go to the studio, I'll just at that house. I would go up to the rooftop. Mm. You know, that's where I saw you. Weirdly enough, I was down below. <laughs> Did that make sense? And I was <laughs> maybe, maybe I was like, I don't know. Maybe I was like vibing. I I always write lyrics up there, so possibly bad memories come from that house, or good because art came out of it. Um, I think I never regret anything because you can always make something out of bad stuff. So I would say, uh, good. Just because future music is amazing, thanks to it. But yeah. Where are you at? I mean, obviously, Counting Crimes is a new single, but is it a start for a new era? What what, what does it signify to you? Yeah, I mean, I think Counting Crimes really is the start to, like, a new me and, like, a new chapter. Um, I just feel like I have changed as a person and grown so much like I mean like I moved out to LA when I was 17 now I'm 18 about to turn 19 and like musically too like I feel like I finally like found my voice and like counting crimes was kind of like the start of me figuring out exactly what direction I want to go in music um and yeah I find your story so amazing one because you are a fellow New Jerseyan yes I am also from New Jersey. <laughs> I do believe with every fiber of my being that New Jersey is the greatest state in the nation. Mm. Dirty um, Jers, we love it. Dirty <laughs> Jers for life. Ready for this? I'm thinking about getting a tattoo of New Jersey, but as a pizza slice. So that is a, sick. An outline of the, the state, but it's a pizza slice. That's sick. I actually love that. I'm all for tattoos, but I think I think that's great. I've never gotten a tattoo. I have a fear of commitment, but you know what? I commit to New Jersey forever. Do you know what's so funny? Why? I was getting tattoos at 10 a.m. this morning. What? what where? What? <laughs> why? <laughs> no, yeah, that was my morning. I, I, I woke up, got tattoos, had therapy, got out of therapy, got more tattoos, got ready, came here. Wow, you're a f- rock star. <laughs> What's good? They're like, they're all up my arm. Are, so are, are we in process? Oh, I oh, mean, damn, I, look think at the gloves. I think oh, we're wow. getting there. Yeah, the, the gloves are a big. Casual. Yeah, but like we're getting there. Oh, wow. What did you get um, this morning? Yeah, I got I got this tooth this morning. I got like this skeleton thing. I got like something back here. I got a few on my like chest area. They're like hands. Yeah, I got like six today. Why 10 a.m. on a Wednesday? Um, (laughs) Okay, so like there's like this like, okay, so my tattoo artist, Maddie, shout out to her. She's amazing. Um, but I'm very lazy and don't feel like going to the shop. So whenever she's like free, which are like only like Tuesdays and Wednesdays, 
<laughs> uh, she'll come over to like my house and she'll like spend hours with me just like tattoo. And so um, I saw her like last Wednesday and last Tuesday and um, got like probably like a total of 20 tattoos. What? And then I was like, I need more. When can you come back? She was like, Wednesday. And I was like, frick, I'm busy. Because I had this. I was, you know, just come Sorry. in the morning. <laughs> Sorry to disrupt so, the flow. <laughs> no, no, I love it. I love it. I don't know. I think it's kind of like cool that I just like wake up and it's time to get tatted. <laughs> so do you put a lot of thought into what you're going to get? Or does she kind of come over and you're like, yeah, let's do a tooth today? Yeah, the tooth thing was very impulsive. I, I've seen like a lot of like tooth tattoos on people and I was like, oh, they're sick. But, like, I have, like, a lot of words and, like, numbers that, like, have, like, secret meanings and, like, a lot of stuff that are very deep. And I think it's cool. And mostly, like, I'm the only one that knows what, like, the meanings are, like, the true meanings behind my tattoos. But um, they're sick. And I kind of, I like it. Because, like, they're out for, like, everyone to see, you know, if they can see them. But they don't know what they mean except for me. So it's, like, it's really cool. Is it wrong of me to ask what the 222... Two means? Three twos? It's an angel number. I like it. Are I you... also love the number two. What is it about two? <laughs> that, those ones aren't really deep. The 777 one is super deep because I saw it all the time. You see the number? Mm-hmm. Like when you like look at like, I don't like, yeah. I would just like see it on like my phone randomly or if I would like go down like through channels like to like on my TV I'd randomly just, like, see that 777. It's, like, weird. Like, signs everywhere. I don't know. Like, do you ever get, like, drawn to looking at something randomly, like, as, like, your day goes? Like, like where I just come in contact with, like, the same thing pretty repetitively? Yeah. Uh, not really. Oh, or I maybe like I, I do know. all the time. Especially, like, every time I open up my phone, I see 1234 or, like, 1111 always. And that's why I have 1111 tattooed on me. Well, I just Googled what does 777 mean. It says 777 is a lucky number because it's supposed to bring luck and change into your life. Ooh. That's perfect. And I'm pretty sure that's also why I got it. And I totally forgot the meaning. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I also got it like a really like dark time. And I was like, I need something to like keep me reminded. Well, I wanna, that, yeah. That's fascinating because I think your whole life is kind of rooted in like kind of random change, right? You were going to be a soccer player. You wanted to go Division One, and then that goes away because of a you got hurt, right? Yeah, yeah, eight concussions. So what? now I'm here. But look, we love it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like what the? F- I know, so crazy. I feel like everything in my life is so odd, and I do really think it's luck like i mean i don't know like i just feel lucky and it sucks because sometimes i take away the fact that like maybe i do deserve something for the fact like that maybe i just got lucky but um yeah it's crazy you know i feel like life and career is based on a combination of Luck and consistent hard work. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, things fell into certain place to start something, but that doesn't mean it it just is kept. It doesn't sustain on luck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It sustains on you. It grows on you. It evolves because of you. Yeah. Um, But I get it because, like, yeah, it's wild to think that you've gone from New Jersey playing soccer, 
ready to go to college to waking up at 10 a.m. on a Wednesday to get a bunch of tattoos. <laughs> in L.A., yeah. And you have Crazy. diamonds in your teeth, dude. Yeah, I do. One's a Playboy bunny. Of course. <laughs> Duh. I'm so extra. I'm not realizing. <laughs> Are those in there permanently or can you take them out? I can take them out. Okay. I've had like more, but they'd like fallen off as like I would like eat an apple and it's like, oh, they're gone. It's like braces. <laughs> Lost my Playboy bunny and my <laughs> Granny Smith. Yo, beautiful human. I got to hit pause real quick to talk about something that us humans are getting back to doing, which is getting out and being social and then taking photos. Come on. The best way to cherish and preserve a memory or a photo forever is by making it physical, making it tangible. Make that moment that you captured with your friends something that you can look at and hold on to for forever. You got to check out myphoto.com to get it all done. It is so awesome and so easy to use. And it takes literally two minutes to create an awesome special product for your own wall or shelf. And wow, they make amazing gifts for your loved ones or really for yourself. MyPhoto doesn't, you know, just sell photo books. They are like boring. They actually do cool things. They'll print your image directly on acrylic, glass, metal, and a whole bunch of other, you know, things. They'll turn your photos into keychains. They'll turn your photos into little tiny cubes that can go on your desk. I just did one of Lou, my dog, and it makes me so happy. You got to go to myphoto.com and check it out. That is myphoto.com. Order today and you'll get 20% off. And uh, yeah, your order will arrive in five days. So it gets there real quick. Prices start at just $12. So there's something for everybody. Use code Zach and get 20% off today at myphoto.com. Do you see yourself as a rock star? I would love to think that I am. How does one become a rock star? Is it based on public perception and public, like, does somebody, like, does the crowd knight you a rock star? Or do you have to know that you're a rock star in order for people to be like, you're a rock star? I have, I have no idea. I think it's all about kind of how you go about yourself. Mm-hmm. And to me, I feel like I am what other people see me as because I don't really know who I am. When I look at myself and I feel like, I mean, everything that's been going on recently is like so surreal that like I can't even comprehend all of my like achievements and like how far I've come. Um, So it's like, I feel like when I'm like, when I'm me, I I don't really feel like anything but myself. So, I mean, if if you were to call me a rock star, I'd be like, okay, that's cool. I guess I'm a rock star, but yeah. What fuels the need to get a bunch of tattoos? Is it a want to turn your body into art? That and coping. Um, I used to have some very unhealthy, negative ways to cope. And um, for me, tattoos were the closest to that that can leave like a permanent um, mark on my body that represents something beautiful, you know? So instead of like a scar. How does music play into that? Does it at all? I feel like pain was like your introduction onto the scene, so yeah, <laughs> it covers a really it covers a real story. No, yeah, totally. I mean, it, pain is pain, <laughs> <laughs> but um, like I mean, like I will draw inspiration for my tattoos from my music or music itself, or I will draw inspiration for my music from my tattoos. Like, I have an EP coming out, and I 
got the title of my EP just by looking at my arm and looked at one of my tattoos and I was like, this is it. So it's pretty wild that you turn this want for maybe initially like, like, right, like when you talk about tattoos replacing the scars, right? Like Mm -hmm. you're essentially like turning that want into a piece of art that's with you that can even go on to create more art or serve as a constant inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like it gives you kind of like some like control back, you know, like I can like choose to put whatever I want on my body and it'll stay there permanently. And that's like some control that I can hold like within myself when like I can't really control a lot of other things in life. So it's just like a lot of things that come into play, but I, I love them. And like, yeah, I think it's fun. What's something <laughs> that you can't control that you wish you could? Myself. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so stupid, but like Loki. Um other people probably. The weather. There's a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> like if I have like really good hair one day, I'm having a great hair day and like go out and it's like humid out. I could have controlled it, you know. How dare Mother Nature. Yeah, I know. She hates me. She hates seeing me succeed. <laughs> what What is the name of the EP that you got from your tattoo? Pretty Poison. Pretty Poison. Yeah. What does How that you... mean? Uh, Sorry. That's okay. It's amazing. Um, but, <laughs> so, I don't know if anyone's going to understand what I'm saying by this because I feel like I think so broad and, like, in-depth in, like, a really, like, weird way. But my EP, obviously, is it's the most personal music that I've ever made in my life. It's the most me in, like, any of my projects. And so um, the title Pretty Poison kind of represents my life, you know. And I feel like I have a huge following and I get so many comments saying, like, oh, like, I wish I were like you. I wish I, like, lived your life, whatever. Like, you're so lucky. But, like kind of like the idea of pretty poison itself you know you don't it seems so beautiful on the outside but until you're in it it's so it's poison and that's kind of how my life is and I truly do believe that no one really could walk a day in my shoes if they were me or could have made it this far if anyone anyone else was me but myself Um, because I feel like I've gone through a lot and continue to and um, yeah so it's just kind of just the fact that, like, everything just seems so beautiful and perfect on the outside, but inside's like, very ugly. And a lot of people have that same reality. I think a lot mm-hmm. of people who are in the public sphere in any sense. Yeah, 100%. Um, and it sucks because a lot of people don't really see that, you know, especially when you have a huge following on something like social media. It's... They see you as a figure on a screen rather than a human being that has a life. And life is full of so many layers and is there's just like so much depth to it that you can never catch on a picture or a 15 second video or like a live stream or a music video or even like music sometimes, you know. How do you balance Instagram, TikTok you with the real you? Or is it the same? I I would say it's the same. Um, Obviously, I hide all the ugly parts as much as I can. But, you know, I feel like I just, like, post as myself. But, like, posting is just, like, posting. You know, you want people to see what you want them to see. 
and then the rest is kind of hidden and you're left to deal with it on your own yeah what is your relationship like with social media these days do you spend time on it or do you try to avoid it um recently i've struggled with it a lot i felt like it was bringing my mental health down a ton um and it just got to the point where like i would just go on an app and just instantly cry from something that i saw it was terrible um so i took a about a month of a break from it and i had my team post for me or like uh my manager will have my instagram on her phone and then i would just like when she was with me and i wanted to post something i'll just post it and then uh just give her her phone back um And, yeah, so I still kind of have, like, a team that's posting for me. And then if I'm up to posting myself or if, you know, I'm, like, feeling okay mentally, then I'm able to go on when I want. But I do have a team that posts for me as well. Do you evolve or grow or how are you impacted by taking a month off of Instagram or social media? I feel like it's been a huge impact. I've realized that, like, this is life. And on there is not, you know, I think when you're on there 24 seven, um, or at least like even like every day, you start to think that everything that's said on there that like you see on there is reality. And it takes you so far out of life itself. And um, I dissociate all the time. Honestly, like, randomly, like I'll be at a dinner, I was at a dinner last night with my manager, and my lawyer, and I was like dissociating, like sitting there. But um, that just, like, made me dissociate even more. And um, I think it was just, like, a nice cleanse. I feel like everyone kind of needs something like that. Is it hard at all to think that something that gave you so much can also be so gross and hurtful? Because, really, the Internet gave you... Without the Internet, we wouldn't be sitting here. No, yeah. I mean, it's, like, it. that's pretty poison, you know? Yeah. It's, like, it has gave me so much, and I owe everything to it. I'm so grateful. Um But there are a lot of negatives that come with a lot of good. And um, it takes a while for you to start to notice them and see them. But when you do, it hits hard. And it's very crazy. How have you... It seems like you're doing a very good job of shedding the influencer social media star image and having people focus on the music. How have you been able to do that so well? I think it just came very, like, easily and, like, natural to me because I never wanted to be an influencer You know, I've been so influenced by music my entire life, and I've always loved singing um, all the time. And, like, my dad, you know, I've recorded, like, a song in, in, like, a booth when I was, like, four. So, like, I've been heavily involved with music, and it's always been my passion and my dream. Um, And, like, social media influencer never really was because I I don't really like want to like influence people because like I'm still learning I'm 17 years old you know I know I'm gonna make mistakes um and I can like give people as much advice as I can but like I am still like struggling mentally and like going through my own thing like I just started therapy again like not too long ago and um I just feel like There was a lot of pressure that came with that, and I never was built for that, and I always knew I was, and my platform grew, like, randomly. I feel like I never really strive to do things for clout, 
for money, for followers. I was just being myself and posting as a normal teenage girl. Um, But, yeah, and it brought me here so that now I can do music. And so I think that's just kind of what helped my transition. I think, too, I've always been so, like, authentic and real that um, I never really was, like, fake. You know, I never had, like, a split persona, like, on social media and then like off like i am me and so is my music so yeah partnering crime crimes plural because that's the point of the song right <laughs> is that you've done things wrong but like your partner's done way more mm-hmm. you know you both have done wrong but the wrongs are much more steep on their side yep great concept for a record thank you really really good thank you how does this song come to be I just think that, you know, I had la-di-die, pain, if you love me, pretty depressing (laughs) songs because I I am a pretty depressing person, you know. Um, But there is a moment where, you know, I grew older and I realized that it's okay to go through some bad stuff. It's all about kind of the energy that you have towards it. And, like, counting crimes really is, like, having that bad energy after like coming out of a toxic relationship and like knowing like admitting that like you've had your wrongs but knowing that the other person has done way worse so um i mean yeah and again like i mean everything's from experience but you two wrongs make a right no never but in this case i mean it kind of justifies it right if a little bit a little bit but i think like When you're in a toxic relationship, it's toxic for a reason. You know, it takes two people to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes one person can maybe, like, influence um, a side of you to come out that wasn't really there, you know, Um, and kind of influence you to do wrong things because of how they're treating the relationship itself. Um, but also everyone's human. So like, I think it'd be silly to say that you've never done anything wrong, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, I feel like you could say that like you're perfect in relationship, but there will always be like one thing that maybe, um, you have your flaws in and, um, but yeah, I mean, I, that's kind of where I take it, but yeah, the other person totally is doo-doo. (laughs) (laughs) the cp i mean you're telling a story here is it is it your story it's the story of what you've been going through for the last how long probably like six months until now yeah i'm like yeah really until now i mean these like there's like some songs on there that are i mean they're all like we made them maybe like a month ago um wow or more possibly but um it's so real but it's like the journey through like my last six months with relationships like love myself um social media um it just took every aspect of my life that I was struggling with in the last six months and put it into a song well multiple songs but yeah what does that mean does it help you heal does that what what like what what do you feel? It does help me heal a lot, and I it does give me closure in a sense um, with myself, you know, 
I, it's just there's just something so therapeutic about feeling uh, so intensely about something and being so hurt um, and bothered by it and then being able to kind of write it down on a piece of paper and create a beautiful song out of it and kind of just wash it like watch it wash away you know and um, every time I listen to the songs I feel like I gained something from it, um, but it was it, it's like a goodbye from a chapter, but yeah. And we're going in six-month increments, so this EP's done 100%? Everything's pretty close to being finalized, mixed, and mastered. I think um, I just have to record my vocals for the outro, um, and then I'll be done. Sick. <laughs> Like making sure I don't say anything wrong. <laughs> so you, I think you said earlier that counting crimes is kind of like you really figuring out who you are. So how would you describe Lottie Die leading into that? Was that like was that an experiment? Was that you like a bridge into this? Yeah, I mean, I think um, Lottie Die was such a fun song to make, just because I never really branched out to that like pop punk type of vibe um musically and so I I always listen to it all the time and I think it was really fun and cool to make it um and there's just something that's just so raw about it that I've always been attracted to and drawn to but I've never you know like wrote a song that like was like pop punk um or ever like sang a song like that Mm -hmm. other than like I miss you by blink 182 and like I'm crying in my room but um (laughs) It was so fun to make, and it was cool, and I just love, you know, creating music. I hate really, like, sticking myself into a box and saying that this is the genre that I make, you know, like, this is the type of music that I create, but I just kind of make whatever feels right to me in the moment and what fits, Um, and at that time, it did, and um, it was fun, and it it was really cool, and... I don't know. I also do think, like, even, like, in my EP and, like, future music, like, there's a lot of elements from that genre that I am now adding into my new stuff without it feeling like it, but there's there's a, a vibe that um, I've taken from, like, creating Lottie Die, kind of, and, yeah. Would you say you're a part of the new pop punk scene? Um, I think Lottie Die really did push that scene, um... Along with, like, Jaden and, like, MGK and, you know, Kenny Hoopla and, like, all these stuff, I think. Travis is freaking and Travis is Travis is incredible, you know. Um, he makes everything perfect. I don't even know how the man does it, but he has, like, a secret touch. And he just, like, put it on Lottie Die and it was insane. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I would say that Lottie Die was a part of that new scene. Me, myself, I don't know because... Again, like, I don't really want to stick myself into that genre. I think, I don't, I don't even know. I'm just going to say I make, like, Nessa music. Because I don't even, like, know where I fit at this point. But, um, yeah. And that's okay, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> let it go where it goes. I believe in no genres. <laughs> yep. Genreless, baby. <laughs> What's it like working with Travis? He's, he's amazing. Um, the first day I ever recorded in his studio... I 
couldn't keep those vocals because I was so shaky. I was like, oh my God, it's Travis Brucker and I'm like singing in front of him. (laughs) 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 But um, no, he's, he's incredible. And like the more I got to know him, it was like, he is such a humble and down to earth dude. It's insane. Like sometimes I, I now forget that he's Travis Barker just because of how much of a real human he is. Um, but he is the nicest guy I've ever met and he is so insanely smart and knows exactly what he's doing. Um, it's, it's crazy, but yeah, he's amazing. Is Lottie Die the only song you've done with him? Yeah. For now. <laughs> for now. Like, are you writing actively still, like, for future projects, knowing that this EP's, at, like, almost ready to go? Oh, yeah. Like, in a, in a few weeks when my producer comes back in town, I'm, like, going album mode. Really? And I'm just ready to just keep going. Um, but I don't know. I just, I need to s- stay busy in creating music. That way, like, I I keep my feet on the ground and I'm, like, I know exactly I'm, like, motivated, and I know what I have to do, and I'm not, like, distracted. What about live shows? Have you given them any thought? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have. um, There's talks. There's, there's, (laughs) there's, there's talks about it, and I'm excited, you know. Um, Soon I'll, I'm going to start doing, like, rehearsals and, like, even seeing like a movement coach and all this stuff and taking everything seriously. I do like weekly vocal lessons. Like I, I'm excited. Wow. Yeah. So tour potentially, potentially in the future. I hope so. <laughs> Amazing. Are you going to pop up at any of these uh, MGK Jaden shows? I, I know I'll be there to support. I don't know if, <laughs> if I'll be ready to perform like in front of like, thousands and thousands of people why not i mean has uh, Jaden hasn't really ever performed in front of that many people right i don't know not that many there you go you guys just get up there and wing it see what happens yeah 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 i mean you're gonna have to figure it out eventually (laughs) i know (laughs) we had um trisha paytas on here the other day we're not going to talk about trisha paytas but we were talking about influencers and tiktokers that have turned musicians and she was talking about how you and Jaden are like two people that she actually enjoys and thinks like you guys are going to have real big successful music careers. Oh my God, I love that. Well, I would like to just say that I've been <laughs> saying for freaking what what feels like forever that y'all are going to be selling out stadiums eventually. I really do think that. I, I, I mean, the, the scene's back, baby. And it feels good. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I mean, like, I plan on doing this for the rest of my life. Um, or I mean, as long as I can walk, you know, but... Um, <laughs> Like, I'm just so excited, and I know the future is going to, like, be so crazy. And, like, it's only been a year since I've released Pain, and, like, I feel like there's been so many changes, and, like, I feel like I've gone so far already in, like, a year since Pain. So, I mean, in five years, like, who knows? Who knows? (laughs) Imagine one year from now. I know. I know. I don't. mm, I'll be 20. Really? Does that scare you? A little bit. I get it. I like the teens. I don't even remember <laughs> what it was like back there. But I mean, twenty scares me. Twenty-one doesn't. I cannot wait for that. But yeah. What about twenty-seven? 
Well, I'll be dead. Stop it. <laughs> oh, no, it's a joke. no, no. We're not joining the 27 Club. Stop it. That was like, I, had a, I talked about, I had a real fear about that in my own life, and I would talk about it with my therapist, and they literally thought I was insane. That's so funny. No, actually, everyone actually thinks I sold my soul to the devil because of La Di Die and that lyric. I'll be dead at 27. Um, Who writes that lyric? <laughs> she does. <laughs> you? Well, you know, like, there's, like, writers and stuff, but, like, everything, it's it's actually funny because before Lottie Die, I actually, no, after Lottie Die, I, I just like trolling <laughs> low-key sometimes. Like, I was going to make a song called Sold because everyone, like, thought I really sold my soul to the devil, and it was going to be spelled S-O-U-L-D. Oh, wow, that's good. And it was going to be, like, some, like, crazy stuff. Like, lyrics were going to be, like, the ritual and stuff, but I had no idea what what that even is you know i was just like making up in my head it was like what sounds cool Ooh, like draw my name in like blood or something i don't even know but like i just like trolling people and also too which is very interesting 27 is like the average age um of death for women with bpd which is something that i have so it's crazy i do think that i will live till i'm like 107 don't worry. I'm not going anywhere uh, to all the haters that <laughs> tell me to. Eh. But, yeah, it's very interesting. And then there also was like a um, Nirvana um, play in there and like Kurt and stuff. So it, it was a lot of play on words. There's a lot of people in that 27 club. A lot. Isn't it? I don't even know if it's a thing, though. I mean, Like, what if it's just a coinky dink? It is. And then he can't use white lighters, okay? Yeah. Oh. Knock on wood. You use white lighters? I don't know. Every now and then. No. I forgot about it's the that aesthetic. one. No. It's, it's the aesthetic. <laughs> the aesthetic of death. Get that out of here. <laughs> God. Oh. oh. I'll stop. I'll I'm gonna, stop. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ship you some holy water. You leave me your address. Oh my gosh, speaking of lighters, that's right. I know you're, you got a lot of people here, but I saw you smoking cigarettes the other day, and I don't really know you, but I was going to oh, tell no. you to stop that. <laughs> okay. What's better? Smoking one cig, yeah. like, twice a day, or... Hitting the vape all day? Every second. Okay. Because, like, What kind of vape know, are you hitting? Some, like, some big thing. I don't <laughs> even know, but, you know, they saw, they, you know, the jewels, they, like, stopped. <laughs> the the flavored pods so i was like crap now i have to go to puffs they stopped selling the puffs now they're all fake yeah. and i was like crap i gotta go to bang so now i'm hitting oh, like you're these doing... bang puffs oh my god but i know my they're friends, terrible for me my friends hit the bangs yeah but they're good oh my god apple ice so sorry no i'm not promoting it but like i just have a true addiction and a lot of like i really don't promote but it what are I you think... addicted to are you addicted to the actual physical action of hitting it? Are you addicted to the feeling that it gives you? Let's break this down. I do think that, one, I am addicted to nicotine, 100%. Um, I mean, it's built to be addictive. Makes sense. Yeah. Two, I think it's the satisfaction of the inhale (laughs) and the exhale. I don't know what it is, but I've tried quitting. Um, I actually quit, like, Four days ago, and I went one day without hitting it. That's a start. The next day, I went absolute bonkers, <laughs> crazy. Um, for I didn't, I did not really like know why. Could be my mental health, 
But I do blame it on me not hitting the puff. Uh, I think I was going insane. Sweating at night. It's yeah, it's hard. So it's then real. I try to transfer over to SIGs. That way it's easier because I don't like those. And I that smell OCD. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's it bothers gonna, me. It's so linger. it's like I, I if I do that, then maybe I'll do it less and then I'll get over it. That's positive thinking. Uh, you know what? My yeah. friend Craig <laughs> has done the same thing, right? He would smoke jewels, and then he gave up the jewels, and now he, like, limits his cigarette usage. Yeah. Slow and steady is going to win yeah. this race. But it's so ironic because E-cigs were created to help people quit smoking I know. cigarettes. I know. And I know. now it's like, now they're the bigger problem. I think they knew. 100%. Yeah. It was just shifting yeah. from one to the other, yeah. baby. They played us like fiddles. They they really did. And I. Yeah. Those things are addicting, and those bang energies are all the rage. I have a lot of friends who hit them. Uh, ironically, when an ex-boyfriend of yours tried to steal my friends at a party on Saturday night. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, uh, literally. We had yeah. to chase after him for it. <laughs> I mean, my friend was like, you know, he's also addicted, so he couldn't let his vape go. Um, <laughs> yeah, actually, see, yeah. it's At parties, it's so easy, though, because you could be like, oh, let me hit it. And then, like, go then someone will come up to that person that you're hitting that puff, and you're like, okay, and yeah. then just, like, walk away. Um, he thought he was so smooth. Yeah, but I don't do that. I'm a good person. <laughs> you don't steal strangers <laughs> that you just met's vape? No. I also don't hit strangers' vapes. I don't know if that's just me, but, like, I got to know you. Yeah. And, like, I need, like, a list of, like, your physical records <laughs> before. relationships. <laughs> <laughs> um, before I hit your vape. But, um... Yeah, that's why I just try to. I try to have my own. I feel like everyone else is in mine. Wow, you have you have class and decorum. So we love that. <laughs> what are um, you thinking? It seems like you have a very addictive personality. Is that true? Yes, very okay. addictive. And is is that a? I mean, I think that can be a good thing and a bad thing. But how has that affected you? Not in like the best ways. I think I. W- I don't really know how to explain it, but, like, I could be addicted to a person, addicted to... <laughs> my mom's here. <laughs> addicted, <laughs> addicted to, like, nicotine. Um, anything that is something that I really never felt before, I usually cling on to it, and I get very addicted to it. Um, I'm also very impulsive, so that makes things worse. But there have, like, I've had, like, positive addictions, like, with music, you know. Um, so I guess that's, like, good. But it's it's something I'm working on. Thank God for my therapist. But, I, yeah. I think when you get on stage and you perform in front of thousands of people, it's going to be a feeling like, it's going to be another feeling that you've never felt before. No, yeah. Uh, I, Jaden just had his first show in Vegas not too long ago and we all went and this kid looked as soon as he got off stage looked like he was tripping on Molly yeah. um insane could not smile um it could not stop smiling for like three hours after and he was so excited for me to experience that mm. and I hope that that's a feeling that I love and I don't ever want to go away because that's like a good addiction, you know? Um, so, I mean, I'm excited. And that like motivated me to like, like, okay, come on. Like we have to start Hell performing. Yeah. yeah. Do you get that feeling when you perform on like 
Kimmel or any of those late night shows? Mm. No. It's different. Dude. <laughs> it's so different. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, and you're performing. To I nobody. get anxiety, insane anxiety, when I do those like those shows, especially with the Kimmel and Ellen, because they were pre-recorded because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like a crowd. You know, it was just a camera, and cameras give me the worst anxiety. Yeah, it's more about aesthetic and like yeah. angles. It's not and really like, about quality. I'm worried about how I look and like if I like totally look awkward or if I make like the wrong move or like you know um I it's like my anxiety just like distracts any feeling that I could possibly feel during that moment um but I do think that like performing in front of people will be different because there is something about feeding off of other people's energy and like looking at people singing back your lyrics I think are insane um but yeah how many songs are on the EP? Seven. Seven. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, seven. I'm terrible with numbers. It all. It used to be. There used to be ten. Oh wow! But it's seven, and it's a perfect seven. Will, seven, seven, seven. Will Lucky the other number. four go to the album, or no, no? Hmm? Will the other four go to the album? Um. That's three. Three, seven. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> three. God, I was so confident in my math. <laughs> I'm a moron. Sorry, what'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> the other three songs that I, got cut. There was ten, and now there's oh. seven, right? So, one, two. Oh no! There we go. So, I was so confused. We're, yeah, I suck at numbers. Here <laughs> <laughs> are these three. <laughs> um, I think they're gonna stay in my my lovely archives folder, um, but. I don't know. I honestly think that they might come out. Mm. Uh, maybe one day. It, it all depends. Um, but I also don't think that maybe as singles, maybe possibly. Um, on my album, though, I think I'd want to tell a different story. So I'm very like. You have eras and you stick to the eras. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like like. When I start a project, I like starting fresh yeah. um, because, like, you're in that moment and, like, you're motivated and, like, you – it's it's just – it makes more sense of it and it sounds more cohesive and, yeah, I just work better that way. When is this EP coming? This fall. Oh, my gosh. It's only June. I know. What, what the heck? Let's just leak it. You know, I'll leak it. <laughs> I'll leak it on SoundCloud. Don't say that. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. My label will kill me. I'm joking. <laughs> but, um, yeah. But there is an earlier surprise. Look back. <laughs> There's an earlier surprise before the EP that is on the EP that will come out before, which is usually how it works. Any collaborations? On the EP? Yeah. No. Just because it is so personal to me. And I feel like no one really could help me tell the story other than myself. Yeah. Um, you know, and I feel like it would just get, like, too lost in the sauce. But I'd be down for some remixes. Mm. I think it'd be dope. Put it out there. Yeah. Would yeah. you say <laughs> that you are in a much better place right now than you were when you were writing this EP? I would say so. Uh, I was... 
kind of still healing from a lot of stuff that um, helped create the EP. Um, And, you know, I was using it to cope. Um, Every song I use is to cope. But um, it's helped me. And I'm also, like, personally in a a much better and healthier position. Um, And I'm happy for once. You know, I've never... I feel like I've never really been able to truly say that I'm happy until now. So, um, yeah. Is that everything from, like, life, relationship, career, all the above? Yeah. hmm Everything. Um, it's kind of crazy, but I just feel like I'm more motivated and more at peace, and I have some clarity as to where, you know, I want my life to go and my music to go, and... Um, I'm just very, like, happy. Like, I I hold a lot of joy, and I've never felt joy before. I really don't think so until now. Where do you think that comes from? Like, joy? Yeah. I don't know. Happiness? But, like, is it attached (laughs) to something in your life that's there today that wasn't there before? (laughs) 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 I mean, like, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> what is going on? I feel like I'm like at a, a, a school think, like lunch table. I feel like we no. all like know what we're talking about, but nobody wants to say it because we got an email saying don't say it, but like <laughs> sitting in front of us. I don't know what's going on. I feel like is everybody it? else is in on the secret that I'm. I don't even. On. I don't know what you know. <laughs> I just everything is just so amazing. You know, I feel like I everything. It's not it's not really just one thing. You know, it's my life is just come to a point where like I can now see the progress in all of the hard work that I put in when it comes to like the progress, the hard work that I put in with myself and like getting better mentally. I've seen it. Um music, it's been an insane journey and just like life itself, I feel like I just am, like, happy to wake up in the morning and, like, do my thing, you know? She was saying the last time you saw her, she was crying on a rooftop. We're not there anymore. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, no tears today. <laughs> wow, we've covered a lot here. You got to listen to Counting Crimes. There's a link in the description <laughs> below. Yeah. I love you guys. It's always so fun. I always, I always get nervous coming in. Why? But I'm like, no, like, it, when I, like, do any other interviews, but I'm like, yeah, I'm going to talk to my boy Zach. It's going to be fun. Have a great day. Yeah, you got tattoos this morning. Yeah, <laughs> Can I ask why you went from the tattoo chair to therapy back to the tattoo chair? To finish. Oh, I, I mean, I didn't know if she like yeah. got inspired. Well, I wanted, I wanted more. So I had like an hour to get tattooed before my therapy, and I wanted a bunch more still. So I was like, stay there. I'm gonna go talk to Karen, and then I'll be back. Um, yeah. <laughs> you just can't do therapy and get tatted at the same time. I think like the bzzz, well, I'm like, I had a bad day yesterday. You know, it's, <laughs> it, it would have been like really <laughs> difficult. But is, is there a goal? Are you going to do a sleeve? Yeah, I'm starting to. Yeah, I do want a sleeve, and I next time we're starting my back. Mm. Um, yeah, 
I just, I love them. What kind of sleeve do you want? Do you want like it to be connected? Do you want them to be scattered? Yeah, I like the scattered look and yes. like the small tattoos. I think it's, it's cool. Um, I'm also a very small girl. So I feel like if I had like big bulky like tattoos on me, it would look a little weird. I but that. I like like the delicate, like tiny tattoos look. Beautiful. I look forward to seeing the uh, sleeve evolve over time. Me too. Just like you, <laughs> you will also be evolving as a human being. Yes, yes. Have- we'll do it. We'll do a tattoo update, tattoo check every time I come back. You have an open invitation here whenever you want. <laughs> Nessa Barrett, everybody. Woo! Thank you. Hey, beautiful human, you made it to the end of our conversation with Nessa Barrett. We appreciate you. Counting Crimes, that is our new single. Listen to it and reach out. Let us know who we should invite to our couch next. Our studio is very, very free. At Zach Sang Show, on any form of social media, come on, talk to me. And please subscribe to our podcast, share it with those you care about, and have a great day. Please be safe if you can't hug your family and don't go to jail. Peace and love.